This week, I enjoyed a conscious conversation with previous guest, Tash Kelly, conscious explorer and dreamer. In this beautifully exploratory conversation with Tash, we held space to share observations and reflections about the recent shifts in the way that we do life and the energy that surrounds that. There is a strong emphasis throughout this conversation of letting go of our need for control and introducing more allowing as a key part of the modus operandi of life, particularly in these uncertain times. By adopting this leading edge approach to life, we explore how it opens up the space to experience what is to actually be, opens up a greater possibility and probability in front of us, and also opens up the gateway for a true connection to energies and intelligence that are so much bigger and expansive than we can perceive. As always, Tash brought her magical and inquisitive self, which really sets the tone and foundation that made this conversation possible. For the listener, you'll go on a fantastic journey of what may well be happening currently on a very deep level. And you'll be asked to consider if just for a brief moment, what if any of it were true? So enjoy my conversation with Tash. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host, Brit Edwards. This week, rather than an interview, I thought we'd have more of a conscious conversation. And in doing that, I'd like to welcome back a previous guest, Tash Kelly. Tash, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Brit. Good to be back. Especially this way, this feels yes. fun, this feels interesting. Yes. Welcome back to coming, ha- coming back to the microphone and having mm. a chat. Mm. I think before we start, I wanted to just um, acknowledge you because when we last, when we first met and you came, turned up and, and we had the first podcast, we had the podcast together before, I was, I was deeply intrigued with what you were doing. But then from that, I have, um, many people say, what do you get from the podcast? And it's many things. But one of the things I really value the most is when I make new friends. And I certainly value our friendship. I also want to acknowledge you because last year, 2019, there were sort of three pivotal big development moments for me. And the the second one of those was coming on your 30 days, Mm. (laughs) which was an epic 30 days. (laughs) And it was... It's, you know, some people may think oh, I do the podcast and then meet somebody and then move on to the next person and then listen to them move on. But when people really do capture me, I do go and actually pursue what they do. And I was deeply intrigued, which is why I came and did your 30 day challenge to open up to the universe, which was just profound yeah. in its simplicity, but in its, but is enormous. Just the ability, just the allowing the universe to do the thing that we've all experienced at some point and then just that allowing allowed so many layers of anxiety to drop off i remember sitting in the middle of 30 days thinking this is actually an awesome mental health tool Mm. (laughs) just to allow anxiety to drop and not having to force the world so i thought i'd start by acknowledging you Tash. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's beautiful. And I would like to acknowledge you back because it was very interesting to go and share on that podcast and then have you so openly come to the course 
and you came with guns blazing, like you were absolutely open and willing to give it your all. And it's so inspiring to have people like that on the course because it's not just, you know, you inspire the group then and you were very vulnerable, you were really true and you did the work. And it's the kind of, it's the kind of course where the more you put in, the more you're gonna get out of it. And so you were one of those people that it's so exciting to work with because you're there and you're on the edge, you're on the cusp and you're so ready and willing and, and um, open-minded and because these are radical new realms, yeah. new wild new realms. And if you're relatively new to it, it can be really radical. So it was so fun to have someone like you mm. on the course. It was brilliant. What makes it so radical, do you think? Because it's so completely different to what we've been taught about who we are and what life is and what's possible. And I think the spiritual realms have been, well, not well respected. We've mm. not been taught to explore them on our own. Religions perhaps have been respected, but to seek on our own and to go into to, to unusual territory and to open to all possibilities, and, and it's still a relatively new thing. Mm. I mean, how often are we encouraged to go walking into a forest in darkness by ourselves. Mm. Which is the closest analogy I can come up with. Mm. And also for me, someone who, um, I talked about this last week in, in my addiction to knowing things and having that as part of my identity. And underneath that is a sense of control. Mm. And 30 days in, in part was about relinquishing a lot of that control and allowing yourself to just sit back and allow the universe mm. to meet you halfway. Mm. And I think most people have got, I used the analogy when Lucy, my, my fiance asked me what I was doing and I said, remember that time we were in Sri Lanka and you couldn't control anything because you're in a third world and you didn't understand the language and there was barely any internet and this, that and the other. And, yeah, these amazing days, we'd set an intent and these amazing things would happen effortlessly. Mm. You know, you'd meet a man who was going in the direction you were going and then they would introduce you to a hostel owner and then you would be where you wanted to be. And you get to the end of the day and you, you just started going, yeah, well, of course, because Sri Lanka was looking after us. Mm. And then you come back home and then you just forget it all. Mm. And then to actually sit in a space where you sensitize your muscle to allow the universe to tell you what it needs to tell you. Yeah. It's kind of special. It's incredible. It's, it's interacting with life in a completely different way. And traveling is a great example because lots of people know, have the, had that experience yes. of just letting go and suddenly these synchronicities happen and you just happen to meet this person and you go to this place and you're taken to these amazing places that you never would have thought you'd end up. But we have this we, we have this idea that when we're back here that days are pretty much the same and we get a bit complacent and we, and we get in the mind about things. Yeah. But to really, to really drop into the idea of we really don't know what's going to happen every day, even that much, just to, just to open up to the, to the ride that every day is. Mm. Every day is such a ride. We all learn so much. We have so many thoughts. We meet people. We have conversations that you just don't know that you're going to have. So even in the scope of our days as they are now, to, to connect more with the ride of it, with the synchronicities that come in. And of course, the more you connect with the synchronicities, the more it happens, as you know. 
and the more life starts to take on this more kind of shamanic, magical uh, tinge to it. So I think for me, it sort of went from 2D to 3D to 4D mm. to 5D with all these different dimensions and colours and like, you know, particularly during that 30 days and since, there were days when I honestly wake up in the morning and think, I wonder what the fuck's going to happen mm. today. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I love about it too, is that it, it can turn what you might consider a mundane, you know, when you, when you start to connect with magic and synchronicities start to happen, and you, and you feel your connection to life. You, you, you start to get the connection between how you're feeling, what you're emanating, what you're thinking about, and the reflection in the world. When you start to see the connection of that, things become really interesting. And so your life, like if you're manifesting something in your life, it doesn't matter what you're doing in your life, your life becomes incredible, becomes phenomenal. Yes. And it, they're all equally phenomenal then. It doesn't matter kind of how you're living or what you're doing. When you connect it in, connect it up. I think, yeah, I think the powerful thing that you bring to it, which I really enjoyed, was there's so many things going on, and we'll come to it in a bit, I'm sure. There are so many things that go on that the rational mind just so quick to sweep to one side or fear of looking stupid or out of place means that we never really mm. bring it up. And yet, one of the magical things I felt you do is to hold a space where that is just totally respected, totally normal. We can talk about anything. We can go explore with our conversation. You know, like I, there was one person who, I can't remember what it was, I was thinking about such and such when I started my sh coffee shift in a coffee shop and by the end of it somebody had turned up and given me a book and then the thing had happened and I'm probably bastardizing the example but it's that could just be passed off as a coincidence but it's holding the space where no that that really mm. could be a thing mm. and many other things mm. and it I think from my time on the 30 days I allowed myself to hold space to acknowledge so many other things that are going on in my life beyond the, the narrow rational mm. perception of of just living in my mind and what i now refer to as my analytical overlay and i call it an analytical overlay because there's all this intuition and 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 sensitivities which then have this overlay from the analytical mind from this how i describe it in my experience that sits across the top that sort of that out mm. and so to just put it to one side and acknowledge it and dive into the other mm. sensitivities and intuition mm. and have a space where that's acknowledged no one's going to call you a freak or an idiot or dismiss it because it's too scary or triggering for them mm. that was the simple magic as well mm. yeah you're you're letting the mind go and communicating in a different way like you say through intuition through energy and like you say it's just it's opening up to the possibilities it's just going okay well hang on what if it's true that what all of these masters have said is true what if it's true that we truly are eternal that we aren't this body that we're not these thoughts that somehow this is some kind of illusion like this is what all the great masters have said 
So if we're going to take them with a grain of salt, we've got to at least open to the possibility, okay, what if I am consciousness and I can impact this reality? Just, just what if? Let's just test this out for 30 days. What if grace and love really is at the base of everything? What if I honestly can relax and let go and I'll be guided? Yes. And quantum physics is proving, you know, heart math stuff, that yep. the heart is connected to this, that we are energy beings in a field of energy and that our heart has an electromagnetic field that they've measured up to at least five meters away from the body. Yes. That is a hundred thousand times stronger electromagnetically than the brain, mm-hmm. and so and there is information flowing to and from our fields to this broader field all the time that we can feel if we tap into it, and we can learn to connect and listen to that energy and be guided by that energy. But the, like you say, you have to kind of put aside your mind for a bit. This tool that is revered in our culture, we yes. have to kind of let that go, and like you say, let go of control. We're being taught to. To, like we're all juggling a hundred balls at the same time, trying to kind of keep trying to keep ourselves safe and figure life out. And from the mind's perspective, this tiny little perspective based on what we've experienced or what we've been taught or what we believe, like all past stuff. And yet there's this field of information and this possibility of who we are that's so much bigger than that, which is why I'm excited about just just daring to go, okay, what if it is true? Let's just try it for yeah. A month. Let's put this T-shirt on for 30 yeah, days. Yeah, let's put this on for 30 days. Let's be as crazy as we <clears throat> want to be because mm. it is crazy stuff that we talk about. Yeah. And let's just test it out. That's why it's. I really see it as pioneering work. We, it is way, we are way seers in this yeah. realm. And, but I, I think there's a lot of people around the planet now that are doing this. This is what we're waking up to. This mm. is, and I think this is what this time is kind of bringing us into. I don't know if you want to go into that now. We'll go into it in just a sec. Because another insight, an epiphany drop that happened for me pretty much the first day mm. after the opening ceremony was um, I had a mental image, oh, we'll keep it to ourselves for this, but I had a mental image of something occurring and I was like, oh, what's going on with this mental image? What's going on with this mental image? It was when I was lying in bed the next morning, I was fighting it and fighting it and and my mind was going and a little quiet voice in the back of me was saying just go with it go with it go with it go with it and then when I finally got to where this mental image was taking me I had this incredible and a great feeling of 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 peace and being exactly where I needed to be and then I realized that the the thing that my my awareness or my attention or the the scenario that my mind had latched onto was actually a reason to take me to a place mm. for a feeling. Mm. And then that little epiphany drop of, wow, how many things do we do in our life as a gateway to a feeling that we could already give ourselves mm. in the first place by just allowing ourselves to feel that way? And I think what really flipped things upside down for me was I realized how conditional I'd made my life by when I do this, then I'll get this. And that will give me the feeling of such and such, you know. You know when I create the business that gives me the money, then I will feel free and etc. And that's just one example. Or imagine how great it's going to be when I swim to Rottnest and I get across the finish line. I'm going to feel amazing. Well, why not let me have the amazing feeling mm. now 
and then emanate that and then watch what drops into my life. And so it was almost like this idea of affirmations and visualizations to me almost appeared like the wrong way around. It was almost, I've started to use the word filializations. Mm, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and so I try and filialize what, what is the core feeling? What is the core state that I want to be in that many of my desires and drives are taking me towards? And then allow them to take me all the way to that feeling. Then sit in that and allow that. And then hold that as I go into the day and then see what happens. Yeah. And all of a sudden, great shit starts happening. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Magic, magic happens. Yeah, and it's almost like that is a big chunk of the magic. Mm. And that, like you've just described the whole teaching really in those couple of minutes. It, and that's how it flips how we understand life on its head because you know the teaching is whatever whatever we're desiring it whatever we're desiring we're desiring it for the same reason that's because we think it's going to make us happy we think it's going to mm. make us happier and so we're kind of trying to get this thing to make us happy but the, the flip of it is that if we can find that feeling now and emanate that now that's what will draw more of that feeling to us. It will bring us experiences that match that emanation, match that feeling. And yeah. we have the capacity to create that feeling in our body now. That's how we source ourselves. That's how we become conscious creators by tapping into the feeling now and then emanating that, like you say, and then you go out into the world emanating that and suddenly things show up that represent that vibration hmm. it's like we conjure this feeling and you can use whatever you want you can focus on the bear so you can focus on a daydream or you can just think about something until you feel really good in your body and that's like you step out into the world and it becomes this reflection this kind of 3d way of bringing you the that that energetic feeling that energetic signature what kind yeah. of things you can experience when you're emanating that feeling you're you're magnetizing it to you yeah that to me was the true essence of where to start if you want, I had it called the workhorse of the law of attraction to occur. It doesn't just, oh, I think of a bike and it turns up at the front no. door. It's what is the joy of riding a bike in the sunshine with my hair and wind through my hair and, and what's that? And then it might turn out that something else turns up like a skateboard instead, mm. but either, either way, it's locking into that mm. feeling. And it made me realize at, the mo at that point, not just how conditional I'd been with life, but how I'd been f almost forcing life to meet me by coming through the eye of a needle because mm. I'd made it so bloody specific. There's no wonder things weren't turning up for me. I was making it so, like, you've got to come in and it's got to look like that. And you've got to be doing this and this, mm. that and the other. And that's what I want, that's what I'm trying to attract, but I'm really trying to make all this stuff fly through the eye of a needle mm. and making it really fucking hard work for the universe. <laughs> yeah, and what I've experienced is that when, when I try and dream into what I think is going to be, if I, if I try and dream something in, I've always found that the dream comes in way bigger than I would have dared dream. Mm. Like what we're thinking is going to make us happy is minuscule compared to what's possible you know we're so we're so blinkered by our beliefs about what's possible that we can't we have to open and surrender and just feel into the feeling of it and let life surprise us with something better than we than we dreamed yes 
But of course, also, I don't think it's not about the it's not about the manifestations. And that's one of the things that used to put me off law of attraction before I started was it seemed very um, seemed like commercial and mechanistic, materialistic and. I'm yeah. going to sit here and meditate and there's going to be a bar of yeah, gold. <laughs> yeah, but now I understand that it's just, it's just another way in. It's a spiritual path. It's, it's a way of practicing being the source, like every teaching says, changing yourself from the inside, going within, becoming 100% responsible for how you're showing up in the world and then noticing how the world shifts because of your shift. And when that happens, when you... The moment that you truly shift yourself and see a shift in the outside world, something something clicks in your realization. It's like, oh, okay, hang on, there is something going on here. Yeah. There's something big going on here. I've just it opens your mind. Suddenly, life <laughs> life takes on a whole new hue. Hmm. And the people that you need and the circumstances to facilitate that turn up. And similarly, yeah. the people that are not no longer serving that drop out, yeah. which is an interesting part of it. Mm. But um, yeah, I would distinctly remember several times during the 30 days, and now I recognize it in myself since, is that there would be some days when life would all seem quite dreamy, mm. almost like I spent the day smoking a spliff or having a couple of drinks, and it wasn't like I was drunk or stoned, but it was just that a little bit loose, mm. haven't quite got control. Mm. And and, it, and the first response would be, mentally would be, oh, I need to do, I don't know, go to the gym or do this, or one of those things that would help me feel like I was back in control. But it was just, no, let go of that, stay out of gear, stay in neutral. Things were quite dreamy. And, and I now equate that with things being released at quite a, deeper level which means that you don't feel like you're in control as much yeah yeah it's total it's like a free fall yes and it's it's such trust and the more relaxed you are the more trusting you are right the more you can kind of dare to trust that's that's Hmm. how you relax and then as you relax and you see life showing up differently it sparks a little more trust, a little more faith, so then you can relax a little more. With the mm. idea being that we're we've we've fully relaxed into living moment by moment, which is, you know, what all the masters say as well. Just be in this present moment and you will be held, you'll be guided, you'll be but that's such a radical idea. Such a radical idea, really? Like just moment to moment, follow my joy, follow my peace, follow my bliss. That's my, that's my aim with this work. I mean, eventually I just want to be, imagine being fully in the moment and intuitively moving into the next and just watching life unfold in front of you like some wild movie, like each moment is just appearing, being created as you take the step. Yes. Which is how they describe it, which is how the teachers describe it. You know, that we, there is only this moment, the next moment is not yet in existence. And what you are emanating now, who you are now, creates, helps create the next moment. The energy that you're creating now is taken into the next moment. Like, it's just phenomenal. Mm. It's a phenomenal concept. So, if we bring what we've just talked about into what's been happening in the last, let's say, six weeks, mm. when we've been in the lockdown, <laughs> um, 
one of the things that I have felt is that it's almost been on a cosmic level important that everybody starts to experience a bit of this mm. and I've been introduced to this sort of Zen idea of is it Kenzo and Satori where Satori is where you consciously go and decide to try something and then Kenzo is when it the shadow behind or the burning bridge behind forces you into doing it. And that we as expressions of, of um, awareness, as expressions of source, are here to ultimately play our part in source recognizing mm -hmm. itself. But we have a bit of free will in there. But, we, but I almost feel like the free will's within a corridor and if you're not aiming towards one at the end of the corridor, then the back end of the corridor will start mm. moving you along. So with that in mind, it almost feels at the moment like this work is necessary, the stuff that you introduced me to, and that by being forced to go home, mm. gyms close, bars close, restaurants close, can't go to work, can't get in your car as much, cinemas, theatres, places of worship, all of it. You're just left at home where we've been. And I know we're starting to come out a bit now, we'll talk about that. So it feels like everyone's been forced to go within and deeply reflect within, which is part of what you were, mm. your 30 days holds. Mm. I think, and a big, a huge part of what's happening is that we have we have no idea what's going to happen next hmm. we just we have how is this possibly going to play out and this we're bombarded with so much information one day you believe one thing and the next thing it's kind of completely disproven or completely opposite information we are bombarded with so much information we're being taught how to feel for what's true mm. or decide for ourselves what's true in this sea of information where nothing feels true we can't yes. find the truth in these outside sources. And so, again, that's, we can't put our faith or trust in something outside of ourselves. People are having, you know, we've had to face our fears. It's, it's a real um, initiation this time, it feels like. This is, this is a massive shift. Yes. And in terms of law of attraction, and I've heard it said that there's been enough people on the planet for long enough that have been desiring big change, that mm. this that this has happened. This is the start We've of it. desired this. This is, this is it. And then, of course, there's all sorts of other uh, prophecies from wayseers and astrology and um, that this is the time on the planet when we are awakening, when there are big shifts, when the new earth comes in. It's the end of a 26,000-year cycle, uh, the Mayan calendar. You know, from 2012, we're supposed to come into this new feminine energy on the planet mm -hmm. and... A lot of different things were coming into a certain place in the solar in the around the central sun i don't know that much about it i only know enough that it's inspiring to think maybe it's really true that we are awakening that the earth is shifting something phenomenal is happening on the planet and i'm i'm like if it's true i want to be at the freaking forefront of that i want to be yeah i want to be up there with the on the front line going okay let's yeah. what's possible here like who yeah. are we and yeah, I want to be. I want to be. I want to be awakened. If that's possible, I want to be a part of that. 
But I kind of got, I went on a little tangent there. Can't remember what you were talking about. No. The trust. Yes. Oh, the opening. That's right. So we're being, we're, it is a time when we're going within, we're facing our biggest fears. We're having to get control of our fears because there's nothing that's going to save us from our fears at the moment because we don't know what's going to happen. So we've had to kind of work through that. We're coming into this new way of living. A lot of people have changing jobs or they have had to change the way they live. There's such big upheaval and and so we're practicing, okay, I've got to sit with my fears and, and let that drop away. I've got to be more still. I can't fill my life with all those things that you were talking about. So I've got to find this more peace within. I've got to slow down and and then I've got to sit with the unknown and I've got to from my own place decide what I'm going to read what I'm going to listen to how I'm going to move forward who you're going to see who I'm going to see what I want to talk about how to manage my vibration because I don't want to sit in this fear if mm. like what's the point of even talking about it when we don't know what's going to happen so there's there's this big I feel like tumultuous transformation happening for all of us at a really similar time the same time that's happening for the planet and I don't know about you but for me I've been feeling like, I've described it as like, I feel like we're coming, that there's a new realm now. It's like I've gone from primary school to high school mm. and now I'm suddenly a really small fish in a much bigger sea and the parameters have changed. And, you know, you're just kind of on the edge going, okay, how do we, how do we play in this one? Then? How yeah. Do we, yeah, yeah. What <laughs> are the games? What yeah. are the rules? Yeah, this is a, this feels like a much bigger game. And so it's, it's calling us, you know, I feel like there's a calling to us to, to open, to surrender, to trust ourselves, to, to come into the heart. Everyone's talking about, you know, everything's global at the moment. All the meditations are global. Things are happening on a, we're, we're connecting more around the globe and everyone's talking about being in the heart and holding your space and being the love, you know, this is the conversation at this time. So it's, it's really exciting. It's a really exciting time that we could be in the middle of a transformation, uh, an awakening on a massive scale. What does awakening mean to you? Hmm. It's a good question. <laughs> it's something about knowing getting a sense of of who i really am what this really is mm. but knowing it experientially not being told by someone yeah not being told by a religion or even law of attraction or anything i've read i'm i want to experience if i if this is true that i'm consciousness and this is some kind of illusion and i want to experience all that if it's true that i can create in my reality if I can be the source and this world will shift, I want to experience that. What is it for you? For me, it's very much similar in the fact that <clears throat> it is, it's tapping in a point that you mentioned earlier on, which is for me, it's the, I can see almost the ending of the matrix of belief that we previously would have to believe something and our beliefs would shape our reality because almost like our, dare I say, our source would come through 
the filter of beliefs and then turn it into a reality. And those beliefs can be all conflicting and this and there'll be fears and there'll be higher level beliefs and lower level beliefs and things like that. And I can just see at the moment more and more how the beautiful synchronicity of the outside environment with decisions politicians are making and media and the economy and you know science as well which is a big <clears throat> it's almost like the new religion of our modern day you know it, after all it was scientists that said coronavirus could could be dangerous so mm. we'll praise the high scientists and then what did we do we look there you know, it's almost like a soothsayer of, of, of ancient coming along and saying, this is going to be a big doom on the planet, on, on the kingdom, make mm. everybody go inside. And so it's the same sort of thing. But <clears throat> all of these things, they change from one day to another. You can't hang your hat on them or bet your mortgage on it like you would have done. And so now it's, I, I've fast got to the place well, I thought I have, and day by day I go further and further where I think, I just don't know what to believe in. Mm. And then after a while, you just erode belief to, a, to this point, which starts off being scary, but then it takes you to a place where previously you would have an, an intuition, then you'd filter it, filter it through belief, you'd get reality, and then you would allow yourself some knowing at mm. the end. Mm. Now I think we're flipping to, mm. there's nothing you can fucking believe. And so if I sit in my not knowing, if I sit in the unknown, and I overcome my addiction for control, and I overcome my condition, my addiction for knowing, uh, for, yeah, for, know, for knowing stuff, mm. and sit there and just go, I don't know. Mm. And then sit there for a comfortably as long enough. And then after a while, out of that darkness will come your general knowing yeah. about things. Yeah. I think if you allow yourself the freedom, which is what we did in the 30 days, to explore, allow yourself to be, I think this is how I feel today. Mm. But don't hold, don't start giving me shit if it's not how I feel in three days time, because mm. this is evolving. And so if we're allowed to experience and truly embody experience and explore, then we can open up to knowing. So awakening to me is the end of this sleepy external um, reliance on the, the matrix of belief structure. Mm. You know, people, it's kind of funny, people talk about you know, being in the matrix and escaping from the matrix, and we think of it almost as like these external systems. But to me, it's more the belief structure that we weave our way through in our own being. And by moving to a place of just knowing and actively connecting to source, mm. and being an extension of that, then awakening to that, then you realize, wow, I've been on an amazing game of hide and seek. Mm. It's been fun, but I've been on this amazing game of hide and seek within this matrix of belief mm. that was awakening for me mm. 
I love it how you've described that. It's so to just keep sitting in the unknown and even to be able to say, I don't know. I mean, that's a huge leap for us, right? That's a huge step in a world that's revered knowing and knowledge and logic to just sit and go, actually, I don't know. I mm. don't know what this is really. I don't know who I am. I don't know what's possible. I don't know what the next moment is going to bring even. And how long can I sit in that? And what would that reveal? Exactly. So good. So intriguing. And I guess for anyone who's listening to this and then suddenly goes, sounds a bit out there for me. It Never has there been a time when it's been so easy to flip it on its head and say, do you think what was happening beforehand really was working for us? Mm. Now we've had the opportunity to sit and be quiet and look back. You know, seldom do you have this opportunity to reflect. Previously it would be few days over Christmas, a few days over Easter, and a holiday. And because that is time off from the busyness, you, you don't engage with it mm. in the same way. But this has been like a stillness while you still have things going on, but a stillness. And so then you get the opportunity to truly embody what a different way yeah. could feel like. Mm. And then you start to physically or emotionally try and re-engage with what was happening previously and then you start asking yourself do i want to go back to that do i want to feed the capitalist machine do i want to be working monday to friday nine to five do i want to be running backwards and forwards to the gym do i want to be doing this do i want to be doing that do i want to be hanging out with people who really actually i don't enjoy mm. their conversation or anything that they've got to add and so i think the beauty of the situation now is that it it just provides a real physical benchmark for everyone of, fuck, maybe everything wasn't as cool as yeah. it was. and all of those things that you're questioning, it just, it, you keep going, don't you? I mean, I've questioned everything. It gives us time to question everything. And also it's made us look at our mortality. You know, there's, mm. a, there's like, well, we're going to die. <laughs> yes. You know, this has made us faithful kind of, companion. <laughs> yeah. So... It's such a brilliant mix. Everything's paused. We're all in it together, which I love. You know, mm. there's no hierarchy here. We are all in this together. It's such a unity consciousness kind of way of doing it. Mm. And then and then we've had to face our fears, face death, accept our mortality, be forced to look at how we're doing things in the world. It's just such a such a beautiful opportunity. Such an incredible time. But really challenging and we're all going through it individually and collectively this i mean something's happening there's a shift happening i think that is a key part of the beauty because we've all we've all met somebody who's been through something that has changed their life whether it's been life-threatening illness or an accident or a midlife crisis or this or that but because they are individual it's difficult to come together. Mm. You know, I, I, I think of a previous podcast guest who's a, a TV and film critic, and he was lamenting how since the advent of Netflix, we don't have that situation when 
everybody watched that episode on the Sunday night and then everyone spoke about it the next morning and you had that common experience, you know what I mean? And so previously these larger life experiences have been dotted against other people's lives which are on different timescales from one another and this, that and the other. But this, we've all been going through individually but all collectively. Mm. You know, there ain't anybody who's, you can't say, oh, so what do you do, do the coronavirus? Mm, and, right. and they don't know. And people have really come together. Amazing things have happened, you know, especially when it was first happening. There was such a, felt like such a community vibe and people caring and people, you know, the, the fact that there were no one in the streets and people were holding their distance and everything. That's us caring about each other. Mm. That's us unifying for the, for the sake of our, um, our minorities, the people most at risk in the community. And just it felt like, felt like there was so much energy and impetus because we knew that we could do something together. And I feel like it's showing us the power of that unity consciousness that we can work together and we can change things massively. Mm. We can change our lives radically quite quickly and it's okay because that could continue to happen. You know, who, who knows what's, what's going to keep unfolding, but we've been kind of eased into this in a way. Yeah. It was dramatic enough to bring us together and make us shift, but not so dramatic that it's terrifying. You know, it's just enough. It feels like just enough to really give us the gold, give us this gold here. Mm. And yeah, that, that unification that, I mean, I've even, I've, I've thought, gosh, I don't want this. I don't want us to rush out of this. Yes. I, you know, we want to, we want to take the gold from this. We want to mm. keep this going. We want to keep connecting. And, you know, I know for a, a lot of people around here in South Frio, people are creating more gardens and there's more, the community gardens have kind of vamped up and there's, there's kind of things happening. People supporting each other, supporting the restaurants and the cafes and people are doing their bit, you know. It's really, it's really inspiring. Mm. People care. And when they can do something, they will. Yes. I think we all, want to, we all want to help, right? I think we all want to. If there was something that we knew what we could do that would honestly help the planet, help save the planet or help change climate or... I feel like everyone would do it if we knew what it was and, we, and it felt like it really would make a difference. It's just that we've been helpless in the past. But over these times, we're banded together. Yes, we can do this. We can stay a metre apart. I, yes. can, I can help out. I can do my bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even with little things like that. I mean, at times, at times part of me, it's been interesting, a part, at times part of me has questioned is it really as dangerous or is it as really as lethal as everything's being portrayed? And, and I think for me, I comfortably got to a place where I didn't know, mm. right? Yes or no. But that still didn't stop me respecting the fact that other people may well have firmly been in the yes camp and other people may firmly have been in the no camp. And in doing that, I was still mindful to respect like social distancing from other people because I didn't want to be in the place where I was triggering them to be fearful even though I was unsure either way mm. but it, you know I didn't want if somebody it was almost like for me I could feel whether if somebody was still very much yes this this germ could come and take me at any time and if I get too close to you it could jump off you and onto me and I could understand how people got there and and if I could and times I felt like I could feel it in others, but um, I didn't want to impinge their social distancing because I didn't want to cause them distress mm, yeah. because I could almost feel it. And I think part of that was also, you know, you talked about 
the heart having this five to eight meter radius. One of the things I have loved about isolation and social distancing has been the fact that there's been less people in my grid. Mm. <laughs> so I've been able to clean it out mm. and sit with me in my energy grid without the influence of other people's nervous systems and mm. heart. Yeah, like you say, it's just, it's just more space, more stillness. There's not, no parties to go to, no pub to go to, no restaurants to go out to. It's just mm. more space and stillness. And mm. <sighs> so what have been some of the, the, the sort of bigger things that may have come up for you from a contrast point of view or stories that you realise, oh my God, I've been stuck in that. Mm. <laughs> Well, I had to face some of my deepest fears. That was pretty big and move through those. And, and it's a big deal to move through your biggest fears, hmm. <laughs> which, you know, on the other side of that is interesting. And then at the moment, I'm, I'm really experiencing, I have been experiencing a kind of emptiness, like not knowing what the next step is. And mm. in this not knowing and the stillness and letting go and not knowing what's going to happen moment to moment, I've had the space and time to let everything go. And so even these things that I've been so passionate about, that it's kind of the passions dropped away a bit. I haven't been doing the 30 days. I haven't been really doing my dreaming. I've been much more what I would call like the 3D kind of world, getting caught up in... and. And I just find that, I find that really interesting because it's part of the trust to let everything go, mm. even those beliefs that I've been exploring for years and th these big dreams I'm holding, even to let those go. Because I saw, I experienced that one of my dreams that I've been holding on to, it came through in a massive, like bigger than, it was, it, it was a worldwide thing that I was only very partially involved in. But it was definitely my dream. It was the, all the elements of it, but it was so much bigger. That happened like a month or two into this whole thing. Mm. And so for me, it's been this recognition that, that oh, it's like something else really does, something much bigger than me is involved here. I've dreamed into things and they like a vision, like a prophecy, feels more like that, that I've, seen it happen and then it happens bigger than I've seen it and and so it's like for all of us we're being called to trust and on a much bigger scale hmm. and have you got any sort of tangible examples to bring it alive of how to what you're talking about of the dream that came in yes yeah, so my dream, so I, I do dreaming, which is conscious creating. Just, yep. Uh, and so the, teach, the teaching is that we can, that we are vibrational and that this reality is vibrational. This is backed up by quantum physics, of course. There's no, not really any such thing as, like, atoms aren't physical. They're, they're vortices of energy. Everything is energy. They're energy beings in a field of energy. So this, this teaching is about 
that this realm is being created, that we are co-creating this reality together, this, uh, this vibrational reality. Everything's vibration, sound, sight, colors, it's all vibration hitting our senses and we're interpreting it and creating it into this thing. So we're in this vibration, vibrationary field, but we are also multidimensional beings. So there are other vibrational fields as well. <laughs> and when we go within, we can tap into these other realms, if you like. Mm. And so when we're going into what I call the dreaming, which is visualization or meditation, and, and we allow ourselves to be taken on a journey into what brings us our highest joy, like what would be our, the most exciting thing we could imagine in our worlds if we're creators and if we can go in and visualize something that would be incredible to experience. And so you're tapping into a dream, a vision. And what they say is that you're receiving that vision. You're receiving that dream. You're not even necessarily creating it. You're just going within, totally surrendering again and allowing something to come through you because we're multidimensional. We're connected to our higher selves and we, we become the channels yes. of information, of visions, of energy. And we anchor that energy here in this dimension. Yes. So we can go to higher dimensions, if you want to call it that. I mean, these are just all terms. Who knows what it really looks like? But it gives our brain some way of kind of understanding this, a framework. To understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can go within, tap into these other feelings, these visualization visions, and then anchor that energy into this reality. And so what you were talking about in the 30 days, you were doing it. You would get up in the morning and you'd find that place within you and then you step out into your day and then crazy synchronicities happen in the day. So I'm doing that. I'm just doing it at a, at a bigger level, I guess. It's a more expansive level going for the, what's my biggest game? What would be the biggest thing I could imagine happening? And there have been a few things that I've talked with you about before, like big things, and they've all come through blown my mind way bigger than I dreamed and so this one dream I had which actually I spoke about on the first podcast with you yes which was a stadium event so a stadium and a full of conscious creators and we Mm. would have the top spiritual leaders um indigenous elders with their prophecies of this time of awakening Mm -hmm. you know the top top do I say scientists Um, and you know music and it would all be about we were coming together to basically help heal the planet and dream in a new earth together and always in my dream at the end of this there was a portal a portal would open up and I thought that this dream would happen I was visualizing it for for it to happen early this year (laughs) Um, on the 2nd of the 2nd 2020 or the 4th of the 4th 2020 but it was such a huge dream, right? And all of last year, it's in the back of my mind, I'm holding on to this dream, but I'm not doing anything. And, yeah. and the message is just keep relaxing, keep letting go and trust, just hand over it. We don't have to make these dreams happen. They, all we have to do is tap into the dream and be the vision, like hold the vision, hold the emanation, see it happening, and then life will do the rest. Mm. So it was, you know, last year was just about really the whole time this vision is, was in the back of my mind because early this year was coming up quick and I thought nothing was being done. So anyway, 
as it is with these stories, right, there is such a weave that I could never share in this, in this mm. little snippet. So many data points. There's so many points. There's such a complex weave that is incredible and all you can do is live it. You can't, you can't describe this stuff unless you actually just live it, how amazing mm. it is when you're living it. But basically the, the weekend of the 4th of the 4th, 2020, which was the second date that I had in mind, turns out um, that... Because also when I dreamed into this dream, right, it felt much bigger than the stadium. It always, I always thought maybe it'll be like stadiums worldwide or something because the dream seemed bigger, but I couldn't comprehend it any bigger than a stadium. That felt doable for me, <laughs> even yeah. that was huge. But on the 4th of the 4th, 2020, what ended up happening was that there was a worldwide meditation for to help heal the planet and to dream in a new earth. And they had the top scientists and the indigenous elders and wisdom keepers and, and music and everything I dreamed in, they had as a worldwide meditation. I hosted one here in Perth um, to be part of it, but it happened in many different places around the world. Wow. And it happened on a portal. So there was this portal, that's part of the reason they did it on the 4th of the 4th, that there was this big portal opening. My friend who was a channel drew me a picture and gave it to me three days before of he had seen the crumbling of the old world and the coming in of the new world and me standing in front of a portal. He had no idea that that was my dreaming. That was my yeah. dreaming coming up. So three days before, you know, I, I got that picture from him and then suddenly I'm just on this. So it was, it was like, I can't tell you how much that moment changed me because until then I had been very much involved in all of my dreamings but this one I knew it was you know you get all the signs I knew it was partly my dream yes but I didn't have to do a thing and it was way bigger and the constant message for the last year had been just let go just trust that it's going to happen just mm. and you know my ego I didn't get to do this thing Yes. It was done, like that humble kind of, yes. this humbling for me of, okay, I can dream, I can dream in and <laughs> so it was profound for me to be a part of that event and feel like this is my dream, way bigger than I dreamed. I didn't have to do a sing lift a finger for it. Who could have known that the old world would have fallen apart on this day and this new world is being born? Mm. And so the power, the recognition that <clears throat> we have the power to tap into this, this dream, and that's what I feel like is my mission now, is to just keep holding the vision and be the vision and trust and completely surrender like we're talking about. Like, oh, really, I don't have to do anything except dream it and to help other people access that as well, that, okay, what kind of new earth do we want now? What, yes. how, how do you want to see it? If we're conscious creators and we're awakening, how do, we, how do we want to embody and emanate this new earth, this what's coming in? Mm. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, and it's, it's um, you know, when I tell these stories, I feel like they just, it's such a personal experience. It's such a personal awakening. It, don't know if you can ever really share how, you know, the journey of it. Because it's your knowing. It's my knowing. And, you know, words don't ever teach. And you would no. never believe the synchronicities of that until you are in it. You dreamed it. You feel it. You go on the journey of it. Life takes you on this crazy shamanic journey. 
and mm. yeah so so that's what I mean by for me there's a huge surrender it's like okay how much can I truly surrender into the idea that I don't have to do anything I literally like every master has said I have to be it moment to moment and like you say it's kind of terrifying in a way because it's it's full let go of everything yeah and my ego of how it's going to look and what I'm going to do I don't know what I'm going to do next I don't like maybe I'll just maybe what we've done is enough in our life right and we're just here now to to be the love and live simply and live humbly and live as we want the new world to be Mm. and stop striving this is the time when they say we're awakening to the heart to where we we become the feminine surrendered magnetizing to us the last 5,000 years in the main calendar have been about masculine creating outward yes but now it's about going inward and fully surrendering and trusting the self a bit of chaos what's that a bit of chaos <laughs> transformation chaos hmm Mm. It's that so very interesting because <clears throat> on a very even on a physical level, one of the things I've found is because I haven't had to get up and get up and, you know, iron the shirt and get in the car and drive to work and and things like that, I've allowed myself to <clears throat> even on some of the weekdays, not sat an alarm, started to find that I wake up sort of five to 10 minutes after sun has, sunrise has come up, um, allowed myself to, to sleep the required amount of sleep according to my body, mm. not my mind. And I've, I was chatting to my dad the other day on FaceTime, and I explained to him that I'd been doing more what was required from my body's point of view than from my mind's point of view. And I first started playing with this. I said there were three influences in my life last year and you were the second one. The first one was learning the tremoring and letting your body do the thing that it needs to do to release the tension. So I've been playing with this for a little while, but not to this extent. And you know, when I was in my latter teens, early 20s, I could sit on the side of a bed and go, I need to be up at 4.27 tomorrow. <sighs> All right then. And I'd wake up at 4.27, it'd be time to go. I would never set an alarm, just do it. And then somewhere along the way, I, I outthought that. And so now what I've found myself doing is sleeping the amount of sleep that I need to, eating what? my body's telling me to do and really embodying with that <clears throat> and one of the things that I would now like to investigate through the podcast is by probably talking to some doctors and what have you and, and, and people who might be playing with this is made me realize that like with the control my body's got all this yes. infinite Mm -hmm. knowledge and awareness and wisdom and, and yeah. just magic in it. Mm. Yet 
<clears throat> I don't really experience it because I've got this mental overlay, which is trying to control and do life all the time, this analytical overlay. And so if we were to say that the controls, the control over the body and doing life was generally 97, 98% mental and only two or 3% tapping into your inner, inner body. And that only changed when you become like really ill and the body goes, oh, I've had enough of this. We're shutting down until you pay us some attention and you pay some attention and you ignore it and you go back on and you drive it. And I realized like a lot of some of my physical endeavors and achievements have been out of the mind, nothing just being brutal on the body. So now I'm starting to wonder is if we could, even if we went to 50-50, right? 50% body driven, 50% mental driven. What does that start to look and feel like? What does that really start to look and feel like? And it's one of the things I'd like to investigate in the podcast going forward. And I started to chat to someone the other day and they were like, so what does that mean, like lying in bed all day? And I'm like, well, no. Well, maybe, maybe. some days. Mm. But then, so said, well, you're not doing any exercise. And I was like, well, maybe some days you'd wake up and, and the body would just want to run. Mm. And you'd find yourself putting trainers on and running for three hours because the body just wanted to run. Or the body just wanted to lie in icy cold water. Or the body wanted to go and play in the kids' playground. you know, Or the body wanted to go for a 20-kilometer walk. Or the body wanted to sit still, not in bed, but sit still yeah. and just keep your eyes open and look. And just, but again, it's that letting oh, go. It's radical. How can you trust that? It's so different. Letting go. Letting go. Do you so this dare? is not even like the higher energies in the universe. This is letting go to yourself and the faculties and the kit mm. that you've been blessed with here in mm. 3D reality of, you know, it's an amazing tool called your body. And, and, you know, when we consider things like, you know, epigenetics, you know, genetics being switched on and off because of the blood, because of the blood that they're in and the blood's impacted by the hormones and things that you put into it from your thoughts. Mm. Well, and at a time when, you know, immunity is key, you know, everybody's, it's been easy for the media to talk about germs being on the outside and they're coming in to get you, which means you're not enough. Mm. That's how I read it underneath the subcontext. Sub but to really trust in yourself, trust in your body, trust in your immune system, trust that your body's got it, let it do. Mm. You know, I think, Females may go through that when they give birth. But even that's become kind of medicalized to a degree. Oh, but, absolutely. But, Females aren't taught to trust, trust their bodies during birth, you know. And so, but to just that let go and just even what, you know, so I've done like a tenth of the exercise I would normally do, mm. but it's felt all right. Mm. And again, Lucy, my fiance the other day said, now you seem more fit for life at the moment. Mm. I was like, oh, I like that. That seemed to sit. Mm. And because 
yeah, I, I wake up, I go for a walk on the beach, not necessarily quick, feet are in the, in the ocean and there's grounding and I know there's stuff going on there and I can't quite put my finger on it. And rather than looking for science and explanation, I go with what I'm driven to do. Some days it is a swim, some days it's just a walk, some days it's a run, some days it's nothing. And then it's like, well, how do I feel mm. and experience mm. during after that? Oh, that was really required. Mm. Such a different way to to feel ourselves through, feel our way through life rather than think our way through. And it is all about trust. And this concept of, you know, if you fast, your body will naturally start healing. Yes. It'll heal all sorts of things. When you give it the right environment, it will do its thing. You're not doing it. It's there's some intelligence in your body that does it. Mm. And similarly on these on these deeper dimensions when we're connected to the field, like they even talk about, there's people talking about that our DNA uh, have all this information and we know what to do now. Like we literally are waking up and there's nothing we have to do except surrender into it and trust and trust it. Like there's something that knows and that's so radical when we have been totally disconnected from a sense of true trust in ourselves, in our body, in anything beyond our bodies, you know, we, we've, we've not taught to trust ourselves. Mm. In fact, we've taught to not listen to ourselves and seek some kind of outside authority. And, um, but how can you even, how do you even find an authority to trust when you don't trust yourself? It's just this mad game. Yes. It's a mad game. And so now we're learning, we've got to come back and, because there's lots of, you know, indigenous people talk about this time of, we've got to love ourselves and be the love and, but even to do that, it, it's like trust to oh, to just to trust that you can just go in and be love, and that's actually going to make a difference. Mm. Where we are opening to these bigger concepts, bigger realms, and and it takes a letting go, like you say, peeling Mate, away. I think it makes. I've started to feel just how much of our sovereignty we've happily given away mm. or tricked ourselves into giving away. It's actually gone nowhere. It stayed there all the time. But in this matrix of belief, through our senses, we have become so focus focused on the external that has provided the feedback loop into the beliefs through mm the senses out to the external back through the senses in and out and in and out and that we're being forced to almost I almost feel I always got this visualization of all our senses being pulled out into the outside world here and now all the senses are coming mm. back in mm. you close your eyes and you can see things you can start to hear things in the silence that you didn't necessarily hear before you must begin to feel things that you haven't been able to felt, feel whilst you're not physically touching the things around you. And it's like your senses are almost starting to go inwards. And, and in there, you suddenly tap into your inner knowing and, and your sovereignty and the fact that I exist. Mm. <laughs> and you don't need to say much more than that. Never mind purpose, 
Never yeah. mind any of it. Mm. Yeah, it's the start of trusting yourself, meeting yeah. yourself, it's starting to listen to yourself through yourself in a new way. Engaging with this incredible body which doesn't just do stuff, it gives you, it receives information. Mm, it's and constantly receiving information through the heart. Mm, through the trillions of cells. Yeah, from this field of information that is chockers with information and energy. Mm. Like, it's, it's wild, it's wild frontiers. And we're, we're in the midst of an awakening happening. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody An evolution who's... in human consciousness. Absolutely. And this little worry, it, it, it's little wonder that our population has blown out to 7 billion people. Because if you had the choice, where would you yeah, be right, right now? <laughs> right here on Earth, hmm. as this is blowing out. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. But I've heard that apparently all our brothers and sisters across the across the universe are watching. You know, this this is a this is a big moment. moment. This is an unprecedented. This is the birth of a new Earth and new human consciousness, and they are watching with bated breath for like this is it. This is the wildest ride in consciousness, and it's only those that are here aware of it, listening to this kind of stuff, who have done the work over lifetimes to, to get to really go on the ride. I don't know, it seems like there'll be a lot that don't even know what's happening, right? Just kind of carrying on. But ooh, for those of us who are in the midst of it, in the depths of it, it's just... Mm. It's bonkers. 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 Mm. So are you in a place of still sitting still or are you getting to the place of wanting to start to do something yeah, and well, act in the world? I'm interested to ask you because often what I find is wherever I'm at, it feels like other people are in a similar kind of energy and which would make sense, right? If you're a conscious creator and you're the center of your universe, things like yeah. reflect. So it's just been the last, the last few days actually where I've felt like something coming in. And what it feels like is it's a calling to, okay, to declare who I am, what am I here to do? What is, what do I declare as true for me? And how am I going to live by that? And for me, even just this today, speaking to you today, I mean, I haven't felt fully back in the, I've been like, I don't, you know, I've been swirling. So even to agree to this and just trust that that this is, oh, everything happens at the perfect moment. And so even me declaring this to you now is such a gift to go, okay, yes, I, it is that I do declare that I am here to be a part of the shifting consciousness. That's why I'm here. That's my highest excitement. I cannot imagine anything more exciting. And so I will be a part of that and I will trust whatever I'm called to do as part of that. But that's, that is my calling somehow to to share this message, to dare boldly, to speak it, to dare to even say it. Like, okay, we're conscious creators. We're dreaming in a new earth. Let's vision it together. Let's dream it together. Unity consciousness is coming in. This is, you know, 
a shift, a massive shift that we're now a part of and it takes every one of us and rah, 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 like be, be willing to be that, to take that leap. I don't, know, I don't know what that looks like, but I know from past experience that all I have to do is declare it and then life will start to go, like, you know, the whirlwind will, the whirlwind will start or not. <laughs> it's constant mm. like, but I've felt stirrings and it feels big, but I don't know what it is. And I think it's just, it's just within me, right? Always. What do I, what am I going to believe? How am I going to free fall? How do I want to live my life? as boldly as I can. How am I, am I, you know, to be prepared to fail, to be prepared to be wrong, but to just leap for the, for the ride of it. Mm. And to be mixing with people who are, I mean, this stuff is so thrilling to me. Yeah. So thrilling. How about you? Are you feeling something shifting last? I have felt... been subtle it's not Mm. it's not mass action male create build mass action type stirrings I'm still quite still Mm. what I am finding is a desire to move away from being quiet facilitator almost an observer a watcher a listener Mm. which I've done in the podcast which is why moving to this there's going to be more of these sorts of conversations coming in the podcast and probably slightly more energetically strategic listening in the future but I feel that there is a signal, a pulse, an energy, a sound. I've been really connecting with the fact that there is a sound that's going to come from me, whatever that is, Mm. and I don't know how to describe it, but that there is a energy that is starting to come out and and I'll become the beacon. Mm. That I know I am. Similar energy. And just... Yeah. And I... Sorry. And that... Yeah. What that actually means... Yes, there will be... Continue to podcast and things. Yes, I will continue to offer my... Real... Legacy... Private offering. There's a part of me that wants to set up... Little exploration groups... A deep dive with some people into something. Not to coach, not to mentor, not to not to lead, just to co-explore, co-experience, co-create mm. certain things. But there is like a almost a big sound that's yeah. on its way into emanation from yeah. Brent. Yeah, I I feel like that's what is happening for everyone. Mm. Or everyone that's hearing the clarion call, you know, everyone that's that's feeling, there's just this, okay, something's calling me. I don't quite know what it looks like yet, but oh, I can feel it. This, And it is, like you say, to shine, something about shining our light, something about our passion, what we're called to do, what, 
and and people just not knowing yet it's like we're in this limbo but it's coming it's coming and and I, I love how you said that it's not about teaching you know we all know we're in this together it's just it, we're doing it because you're called to right because yeah. it's your passion because and so we're and sure, trusting you know, how it looks one person may have slightly more experience for you to share with another to share whether that works or not i don't know mm. but yeah we're all in it together yeah we're all in it together we're following our passion none of <clears> us really know but we're taking some wild leaps of trust and there's fertile ground for upon which conversations like this will settle hmm. I definitely you know, have go on <laughs> I just was going to say I've definitely experienced I have ab- ha- absolutely had a knowing that there is something at work there's something that creates all our meetings there's something that there's something synchronistic there's some divine weave going on hmm. and yeah all the near-death experiences all have got that same story. They come back and go, they, the divine weave, perfection of everything. It's all about love. So something's weaving it all. Yeah, and we're seeing a lot of endings. Mm. Is there anything else you want to say? It feels like a perfect place to end does indeed thank you very much Tash <laughs> yeah it was great thank you it's good I felt like I went on a little totally yeah. in the zone didn't we hmm? didn't we yeah mm. <laughs> I totally off <laughs> I'll press stop now. Mm-hmm. <laughs>